Hey all you beautiful creepsters, this is Kim from Central Illinois. Get ready for another spine-tingling episode of Sinister Sightings from the A-Paranormal Chicks. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 95. And you just heard Kim A. And I love how she said a spine tingling episode. (laughs) Such a great intro. As always. Yes. And y'all know, I say it every fucking week. If you want to do an amazing intro like Kim did, head on over to patreon.com slash the APC podcast. Check out the different tiers. See which one has the episode introduction. Check it out. See if you want to join. And join. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) See if you want to, but do. All right. You ready, Freddie? I'm Donna. Oh, oh, fuck. (laughs) But yeah. Okay. The first one says, I'm going to give you a little bit of paranormal and a little bit of true crime because that's how awesome I am. My true crime isn't the greatest, but I'm going to go with it. When my mom was a kid, she lived right by the Spawn Ranch. In order to get out of their neighborhood, they had to pass it every time. They used to rent out their horses, and my grandma would never let them go because she trusted her gut, Avi. Oh, so uh, your grandma didn't want them to join the Manson family cult? Good call, grandma. But he was such a good singer. (laughs) They go on to say, my paranormal is a little more detailed. When I was around 18, I had a ghost in my house. I couldn't see him physically, but I knew he was there. And I could see him in my mind, if that makes sense. He was a Native American. It started with him following me from my room to the bathroom, but he wouldn't leave the hallway. Eventually, he started coming into my room and down the stairs. The feeling I got was not that he was bad necessarily, but that he was extremely pushy, and I just could feel that he wanted something from me. One day, I was talking to my sister about this ghost, and all of a sudden, she stops and says, he is right behind me, isn't he? He totally was. As time went on, he kept getting pushier, and I had no idea what he wanted, so I asked him to leave, and he did. I still wonder what he wanted, and I feel a little guilty for not knowing how to communicate and help him. And that's it. They didn't sign it. Oh, shit. Look, don't feel guilty, because that's scary when you're young. It's scary when you're young, but it's scary now. Well, and I mean, it's not really your job to, like, figure it out for them, you know? Yeah. I'm glad, though, that they left when you told them to leave. Yeah. This one's called Evil Imaginary Friend. Hi, ladies. My mom recently told me this story. One of my aunts, we'll call her Rose, was known to have an overactive imagination as a child. When she was little, she had an imaginary friend named Karen. One day, Karen told her that it was unfair that they always played where Rose lives. 
So little Auntie Rose followed her imaginary friend through some sort of portal and doesn't remember what exactly happened in Karenland, except that it was really bad. And after returning to her dimension, she decided that she and Karen couldn't be friends anymore. Oh, shit. Fast forward about 10 years to the mid-80s, my mom and another Anne are off to college, so Rose has a bedroom to herself for once. She's a teenager by this point and had completely forgotten about her childhood imaginary friend. One night, she wakes up to see Karen taking books off of the bookshelf. She's freaked out, but figures it's a weird dream and goes back to sleep. But she keeps waking up and seeing Karen... Then, at one point, Karen turns to her and hisses, I live here now. What? Terrified, Auntie Rose manages to get out of bed and run to my grandmother's room. They were the only two people home, so Rose wakes up Grandma and says, Someone's in my room. Can I sleep in here with you? Well, Grandma thought this was nonsense and marched down the hallway to settle whatever was going on. I feel like this is a good time to mention that this was the Toronto suburbs in the 1980s. There had been multiple break-ins in the area recently, and Paul Bernardo was in his Scarborough rapist years. Scary times to be a woman living alone. So, Grandma walks to my aunt's room, looked in, and just quietly turned around and said, Yeah, you can sleep in my room. This reaction was really out of character, though, unless she saw something scary, too. This is the woman who thought snuggling with her young grandchildren was being too coddling and who would be openly annoyed if I had nightmares when I was eight. There is no way under normal circumstances that Grandma would let her 17-year-old daughter sleep in her bed because of just a bad dream. Aunt Rose has tried to ask her about it, but Grandma refuses to talk about that night. Oh, I wish she would. Yes. That was the last time Rose saw Karen, but the bedroom still has a reputation in my family for creepy. I used to see shadow people in there as a kid. My mom says that the room has always made her feel uneasy, and my Auntie Blanche used to see a figure that she called the exercise man in that bedroom. He was a tall boogeyman who would come out of the closet to just, like, stand at the end of her bunk bed. I'm not sure how the exercise part comes into it. Maybe she misunderstood the word, like, exorcise, like, yeah. exercise the demons. yeah. Maybe he was in a tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> like like an Adidas tracksuit, right? Not like, like a 70s like disco tracksuit. <laughs> yeah, not a leisure suit. Yeah. My grandparents still live there, but luckily that the grandkids are finally all grown, that bedroom is just a sewing room now. Sorry that was so long. I have more fun stories for y'all that I'll send in, most of which are shorter. Creep it real, Ray. Right, I'm going to need your grandma to open up about this shit. Uh, yeah. I'm going to need her to write us a letter. <laughs> she can stitch it out in her sewing room. Right? Grandma, spill it. Oh, my God. And also love Rose and Blanche. You know you had us at that. Yeah. That's so freaking scary. But it seems like Karen was always a bitch. Right. Oh, God. Very bossy. Very, like. Yeah. But in a way that, like, made 
Rose be like, okay, okay, I'll come to your yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. And then it went south. Mm-hmm. I wish she could remember what happened there. Yeah. Okay, the next one is called Not-So-Sinister Sightings Paranormal. Sorry, Carrie. <laughs> hey, ladies, slash Donna and Changeling. <laughs> Synchronicity, because people were talking about that show in a changeling. I am loving the show, and I have been surprised to be enjoying the true crime as much as the supernatural. So, yay, Carrie. (laughs) Aww. Anywho, I thought I would write in and tell you about some of the strange things that have happened to me throughout my life. Luckily, I haven't had any experiences of anything bad slash evil, but they are certainly unusual, so I thought you might enjoy them. I couldn't think of a natural way to link them together, so I've separated them into many stories. Hope you like them. The first set of weird things are probably the most recent events, and while unexplainable to me, didn't scare me or even concern me that deeply. They are two separate events, but both involve the same place. Mine and my husband's bed. Don't worry. It ain't anything involving bullets, you dirty-minded chicks. (laughs) Oh, so rabbits. (laughs) So one night, I was asleep, but I woke with a bit of a startle, as I swore I heard something. I looked over to my husband lying beside me, head on the pillow, seemingly fast asleep. So put it down to something outside and closed my eyes to go back to sleep. Almost immediately on closing my eyes, my husband walked through the door of our bedroom. No. I looked back to his space in the bed, and it was clearly empty. Uh Uh-uh-huh. He had been the reason I woke up, as he was seeing to the kids and clearly not in the bed beside me. I would have put it down to not being fully awake slash half still dreaming if this wasn't the second strange occurrence in our bed. Well, other than stuff I obviously won't be telling you about. (laughs) Come on. The first incident happened prior to this, but in the same bed and house. One night, I went to bed before my husband, and it wasn't that long before he joined me. I was lying down, ready for sleep, and when he went to get in bed, he asked me had I been using his pillow. I hadn't, and a bit baffled, asked him why. I mean, he is a weird one, but it was an odd question. His reply was that his pillow was warm as if someone's head had been lying on it. Mm -mm. Sure enough, I touched it and it was warm in the middle, but cool on the edges. Again, we have no explanation for why this might be. Do y'all have a cat? Yeah, but it would depend on how long she had been laying there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, the second story. When I was younger, I attended boarding school. Well, that's why you say lying instead of laying. (laughs) He's so fancy. (laughs) While I was there, we heard many reports that the place was haunted. But I actually had no real experience of this except one time when something slightly bizarre happened. At this school, the school assembly hall had windows that went the entire length of the room, which were from ceiling to floor. From outside with the curtains pulled inside, it was effectively a giant mirror. One day, I was walking past it, 
and there was no one else around. So I suspect it must have been at the weekend when only those of us who stayed at the weekends were about. As I walked past, I looked in the window because, you know, I'm gorgeous <laughs> and saw across the way, but behind me and beside the school minibuses, a lady dressed in pale yellow. I turned around to see who it was, but no one was there. When I looked in the window, she was back. So I quickly whipped round. Gone. No one there. This happened shortly after my grandmother passed. So I asked my mother, was she buried in yellow? Which she had not. So I can only assume it was one of the many ghosts that were rumored to be living there. Oh, dang. The third story. A very quick one. Last night, I listened to the episode Donna did on reincarnation, something I have long been interested in, but it wasn't until she got to the bit about kids that I realized something odd. My son has ASD, and when he has meltdowns, he will often say he wants to leave us, and he doesn't like us, etc., but one thing he often says is, I want to go back to my first family, the one I had before you. It always freaked me out a bit, and honestly, I've told him not to say it to anyone else in case they think we stole him from someone else. Oh my gosh. Now, after listening to that episode, I have to believe maybe he's just an old soul who chose to be with us this time. Aww. Now for the more obvious encounters. When I was very little, one of my paternal great-grandmothers, my grandmother's mother, passed away. We never met to my knowledge and was completely unaware of it. One day, I was in the car with my mother and paternal grandmother, and we were driving somewhere. I didn't know where. During the trip, my mom and my granny noticed me talking away to someone and heard me say, okay, I will. They asked me who I was talking to. My reply was that I was talking to my nanny, nanny, what we call our great-grandmothers, and that she told me to tell them she was okay And they didn't need to worry about her. She would always be there for us. It turns out we were on our way to visit her grave at the time. It totally shook my mom and my grandmother, but also brought them some comfort. Although I did later find out my grandmother was not happy her mother had come to visit me and not her. The final story, and probably the biggest one in a sense. When we were younger, my father was in the armed forces, And at the time of this story, we lived in army housing off the main camp. One night, my sister and I both went to bed as normal. However, after a period of time, my sister and I went back downstairs. My mom was just tidying up downstairs and questioned why we were out of bed, like all parents do. My reply was that Nanny Nanny had come to me in my dream. She told me to get my sister, go downstairs to my mom, and wait because we had to go somewhere. My mom, being a believer in such things, for some reason started to gather our shoes, coats, etc. and got us dressed. Within minutes, someone knocked at our door. It was the military police, and we were evacuated from the house as there was a bomb a hundred feet from our back door. We were obviously ready to go and got out immediately. Sadly, the bomb went off as we reached the entrance to the estate not long after we left. Our home was destroyed, so we couldn't return to the house 
except for my dad, who was allowed to go and see if there were any belongings that were salvageable. When he did the tour of the house, he came to our room and knowing what happened got a bit of a shock. We always slept in bunk beds and when he saw them, he knew we were lucky to be alive. On the top bunk was a load of rubble from the roof. And on the lower bunk, a giant shard of glass had gone clean through the mattress. Needless to say, my parents were glad we weren't asleep and that someone had come to warn me. And that's your lot for now. I have been remembering odd things like this more and more as I listen to your podcast. So who knows what else may come to me. Hope you enjoyed them. Creep it real and don't get scared. Love, Zoe O., from Northern Ireland. Wow. Wow. Y'all are so lucky to be alive. Also, who slept on the top bunk and who slept on the bottom? I pictured Zoe on the top. I don't know why. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know why. I just like assumed she was on the top. See, I pictured her on the bottom. That's so funny. Who's right, Zoe? <laughs> Probably Carrie. Wow. Also, I call my grandmother Nanny. Well, one of my nephews well and my niece too but my nephew cole who you've heard if you've listened to the 31 nights of halloween you've heard him do the intro to some of the kid-friendly stuff he calls me nanny but that's because i'm his godmother yeah also about your son saying that he wants to go back to his first family yes but that is sweet to think about if he chose y'all mm-hmm. like ugh. also back to her being called nanny if y'all are uh, One Tree Hill fans, y'all remember Nanny Carrie? That's all I think about when they call her Nanny is that fucking evil bitch Nanny Carrie. I mean, shoe fits. Eight and a half wide. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's the next one. Hey, Donna and Carrie. I just started listening to your podcast recently. I heard about y'all from Obsessed with the Disappeared. If I'm not mistaken, he described y'all as foul-mouthed Southern women who love the paranormal. And immediately I said, fuck yeah. Now that sounds like the podcast for me. (laughs) And he did. That is what he said. And I'm so glad you're here. Okay, so she said, I decided to go all the way back to the beginning of y'all's podcast and start from episode one. Oh, God. Why did you do that? Mm, gosh. But thank you. That sound quality, though, were you like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> were you like, what the fuck did I get myself into? <laughs> I literally had to pause the podcast so I could focus enough to write my sinister sighting story. Little backstory. I'm a receptionist at a company. Several years before I started working here, they had a receptionist, Marcy, who was tragically killed in a car accident on her way to work because she was putting on makeup while (gasps) driving because she was running late. Oh, I've done that more times than I would like to count. Not had the wreck, but... Well, clearly. You could have a wreck and still be here. Clearly. I mean, put makeup on in the car because I'm running late. Now, I run late and just don't wear makeup. Right? Same. (laughs) Same. To this day, the president, VP, and CEO remind me to not speed and to just call them if I'm ever running late. Their line is, I'd rather you be late than hurt in an accident. Anyways, back to the story. 
Our office area is a long hallway with the president and the CEO's office on one end, and my office is beside them. And there's a few more offices all on the right side, and then a conference room is directly at the other end of the hallway. One day, I walked out of the president's office straight into the CEO's office and caught a glimpse of what I thought was a person standing at the table in the conference room. I only saw it for a split second, but it looked like a person was standing up looking down at an open book. I thought to myself, I should tell them where the light switch is so they can see what they're doing. I stepped back in the hallway to do so, and nobody was there in that room. I laughed at myself because I just thought I was so tired that I imagined it, even though deep down I knew that wasn't the case. A couple of weeks passed, and I was in the hallway with our accountant, and she quickly looks at the conference room with a weird look on her face, and I ask what's wrong, and she said, I thought I solved someone in the conference room. I had never told anyone about my experience until that day, and she said that's exactly what she saw, but she felt it was a male spirit, but I felt the opposite. That was when one coworker jokingly said, it's probably Marcy checking in on us and making sure everything is in line. We laughed about it and moved on. Well, one day I was laughing and joking around with the accountant and all seriousness, just not doing my job. I heard the phone in my office ringing, so I stepped out of the accountant's office into the hallway to run back to my office, and I stepped out in front of somebody and almost crashed into them. I turned around real fast to apologize, and nobody was there. I felt a cold breeze, and this freaked me out. I knew I stepped out in front of somebody. I was literally saying the words, oops, excuse me, before realizing nobody was even there. I could even describe the person's height. I immediately had to tell our other coworker who always joked about Marcy watching over us. That's when I found out that Marcy was really short and hated when the phone wasn't answered after the first ring. Oh, and also, that day was the anniversary of her death, Valentine's Day. I've now been here at this company for a few years and have realized that things start to pick up around or on the anniversary of Marcy's death. I hope y'all enjoyed my story. Love, a new creepster, Marion. Also, very interesting that we're reading this story now. Right? Wow. Synchronicity. Also, that would be my motherfucking luck. Die and be a ghost and still have to go to motherfucking work. See, it sounds like she liked her job that much. No, she did not. She was crotchety. The phone had to be answered on the first fucking ring. I mean, which I would be the same way. But she was crotchety, I bet. (laughs) Yeah, but she probably really liked her job and took it really serious. So she's me. Crotchety, yes. Like my job, take it too seriously. (laughs) Gonna get stuck in a fucking loop as a ghost, still fucking working. Ugh. That sounds terrible. (laughs) You just said you liked your job. That doesn't mean I want to do it forever. (laughs) Also love that you were just like, low-key, like, I wasn't wasn't doing my job. I wasn't working. I wasn't working at all. (laughs) I was just hanging out with the accountant. (laughs) (laughs) Also, though, it sounds like they've really accepted you, which is great, because I would think it would be really hard to come into that position. Yeah. And it sounds like they've really accepted you, which is amazing. Yeah. Sounds like a really awesome company. Well, 
I guess she got a ball she didn't plan on. Right? Just mind your P's and Q's around Valentine's Day. Oh, you should put out a Valentine's for Marcy. Okay, the next one is called The Day the Men in Black Came to Visit. Oh, uh -uh. Oh, I'm so glad that you got to read this one. (laughs) Just whoever wrote this, I don't know if you share your name or not, because we haven't got there, obviously. But just know, Carrie doesn't believe you. A little bloop, bloop. Carrie doesn't believe you. How are you writing this story? Because they bloop, bloop, and you don't remember them. Carrie doesn't believe you. Okay. I do, though. Hello, creepy ladies. I'm a new listener and a big fan. I have a story that I want you to share, and I would love to hear your theories on what the heck happened. You can refer to me as Nicole and my friend in the story as Rachel. When I was about 11 or 12, I had a friend over to spend the night at my house. It was around lunchtime when we were playing outside on scooters. To set the scene, I will describe what my yard looks like. I have a very large front yard with pecan trees and an even bigger backyard and pasture that used to hold horses. At that time, there was a large piece of empty land neighboring ours to the right. It has some trees, but it was mostly just tall grass. This land was right next to our paved driveway that we were playing on. We were having a good time when I looked up and saw three men standing in the tall grass. Two were wearing suits and sunglasses, while the other one was wearing a red shirt and jeans. The suited men were a head taller than the other guy, and they were looking in our direction. I stopped playing and said, Rachel, look. I pointed to the men, and she saw them too. Being the rational young girls that we were, we screamed and ran to the house in record time. When my mom asked what happened, we told her. But when she didn't see any men outside, she said we were just having active imaginations. I've always been into investigations and weird sightings, so I went into my room, popped a fresh SD card and some new batteries into my digital camera, and sat outside to record in the direction the men were. You know what that reminds me of? Harriet the Spy. Oh, was it Blair Witch? I don't know. This will be important later. Me and Rachel knew something was up, so we got some ice cream and settled in front of the window facing the road and watched. What kind of ice cream? At first, nothing suspicious happened, but then a line of black vans came down the road. They were the kind of vehicles you didn't see where I lived. We thought this was strange, but let it go and went to check on the camera. When I went out, not 10 minutes after I started recording, I found that the camera was almost dead and the memory was full. The only footage I got was 30 seconds. How does a 30-second video take up an empty SD card? Me and Rachel are 19 now and we both still remember this like it was yesterday. Since then, my sister claimed to have seen one of our neighbors get kidnapped by dark figures in a black van, and I have seen strange lights in the sky that didn't have an explanation. Sorry for the long email, but I'm hoping that you beautiful creepsters can give me some of your thoughts on what happened that day. Thank you for being so funny and awesome. Creep it real. Nicole, Carrie does not believe you, but I do. And what I'm thinking, the men in black... They had mind control over the guy with the red shirt. 
And so they were getting him to do something, whatever. And because they are otherworldly, that's why they had the effect on your camera and, you know, drain the battery, like energy and whatever, corrupted it, whatevs. You might have like a Skinwalker Ranch thing going on by your pasture and shit. Carrie's looking at me like she doesn't believe me either. I mean, it makes sense, but I feel like you jump from a man in black, men in black to Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Is that a big jump? No. Well, lots of activity, aliens, weird lights. I mean, it sounds alien-esque. She doesn't believe you. Not in, a, not in a mean way. If y'all have not heard, if y'all not heard that episode, Carrie does not believe in the men in black. I mean, I saw the movie. She does not believe in them. I don't not believe in aliens, though. But this is specifically about the men in black. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't not believe in aliens. And I don't, I'm not saying that this is not aliens. I don't know what it is. It's weird. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Maybe you got some big ass power plant that's causing all those lights that's draining your batteries. Wouldn't that happen to like all of their electronics all the time though? Maybe they turned on the power switch right then. <laughs> on the <laughs> Oh Lord. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we wanna hear everyone's thoughts on this one for sure. That you agree with me. I mean, what were they doing with that poor schmuck just out in the field though? Why's it gonna be a schmuck? I don't know. I like the word. <laughs> it's fun to say. <laughs> I mean, poor guy. He's like, Damn. like, like, I mean, like in like a trance. Duh. Yes. Cause they have mind control over him. That's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you. If that's true that I'm saying, this is what he's like. This poor guy just like Bleh. out there Bleh. in a trance. Poor schmuck. Gala. Not his fault. I didn't. I know. <laughs> I didn't say it's his fault he's a schmuck. <laughs> he's just a schmuck. Fuck. It's fun to say. <laughs> All right. This next one, Carrie's also not going to believe. No. <laughs> <laughs> Man, she is just throwing me under the butt. Y'all going to hate me after this one. <laughs> Carrie's the worst. She doesn't believe anything we say. This one is titled, That One Time When I Got Attacked by a Werewolf. Uh, Carrie's giving me the what the fuck eyebrows. At five years old, I thought I knew it all. I had just finished my first year of school. I was blooded. I was primed to face the Oklahoma summer and experience a whole new side of life. I'm also pretty sure that my family had noticed my newfound confidence. So when my mother dropped me off at my grandparents for the weekend, I was excited. It was always an adventure at my grandparents, and this time it was no different. A tent was set up in the front yard, enormous to my eyes. Now, at this point, I had never been camping in my life, and I thought, why not? I was, after all, a big kid now. That is, until the howling woke me. Like the crack of thunder from an unexpected storm, a wolf-like howl shattered the relative calm of the night. Then, silence. The night had screeched to a halt. Even the crickets ceased their incessant chirping. 
nearly 30 years later, and this experience is still fresh in my mind. The moon bright and full, illuminating the world around me, illuminating us. Though I hadn't seen my assailant, I was terrified to see them, but I just couldn't close my eyes. The howl came again, punctuating the apex of the silence. My heart raced. I suddenly didn't feel as grown up as I had earlier that day. Then the growls began. There was more than one. They were communicating with each other. They were close. A clawed hand scraped against the tent's wall silhouetted by the streetlight. Moving slowly around the tent, I tried to remain silent. There were no words to describe the terror I felt. I worried that they could hear my heart beating. Some primal part of me knew that they could smell my fear. The zipper started to open. The beast struck. The ground slid below me, my skin scraping against the sparse debris of the freshly mowed yard. There were strong hands locked around my ankles, like a vice. I still hear the growling. I think the growling is the worst part. Despite the fear, despite my screams, despite my fingers digging deep into the earth with all of their strength, I would find myself snatched up and bear-hugged against the monster's body, effortlessly. My arms pinned at my sides, able to do little more than drop the dirt clenched in my hands. I kicked and flailed violently. I screamed and thrashed desperately. I felt the beast snout against my face, hairy and cold. Another howl rang in my ear, and then it put me down. My grandparents are great. I love them very much, and looking back on their prank, it was hilarious. It wasn't at the time, of course, but I'm sure it played a part in my love for all things scary and paranormal. I have no complaints. Ed. Oh my gosh. What? (laughs) I mean, I was like, I mean, it's fake. It's got to be fake. Like, what is it? What's happening? What's going on? Like, like, what, I mean, what? What was it? Yeah. yeah. Not fake, but you know what I mean? Like, what actually was it? Right. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Oh, gosh. The sheer terror on five-year-old Ed's face. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Can you imagine? That's hilarious. I thought it was going to be like a dog or something. Mm -hmm. But that it was your grandparents, even better. I thought it was going to be like there was like an actual wolf and then like your grandparents... We're coming to check on you. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Okay, the next one's called A Little True Crime and A Little Paranormal. Hey, y'all. First off, I'd like to tell you ladies how much I love and appreciate your podcast. I feel like I'm listening to friends, and you girls really make us fans feel like family. I'd also like to thank you. Last summer was extremely rough for me. My grandmother passed away in May, and the following month, one of my best friends and fellow podcast host drowned. Oh my gosh. And I was the only one there when it happened. She introduced me to podcasts, and after her passing, it was extremely hard to listen to podcasts, especially since pretty much everything I listened to were her recommendations. 
And just to hear the banter between the hosts was hard because it would make me think of the chemistry we shared on our show. As I was saying, I'd like to thank you. Yours was the first podcast I started listening to when I could bring myself to listen again. Y'all's positive energy y'all bring to the show is so contagious. Y'all make me feel so much better when I'm feeling down. And I feel like you and the fellow Creepsters made a great change for the better in me. Thank you. That's so special. Now, with all that being said, let's move on to my story. My sister and I went to the park recently to celebrate my before-mentioned friend's birthday. We were hanging out under the bridge by the creek where we scattered her ashes. My sister and I are both extremely cautious of our surroundings and very much so the fuck politeness type. Well, as we're trying to have a fucking moment with our dead friend, this guy kept riding his bike back and forth over the bridge and would do that catcall whistle at us every time he crossed. We were just trying to ignore him, but still be aware of him, thinking this is just some dumb kid, whatever. Well, eventually he stopped at the end of the bridge on the side we were on, and just sat there on his bike staring at us. My sister gradually started pulling out her knife and pepper spray just in case. At this point, I threw my hands out on the side and asked, Can I help you with something? He stuttered, Uh, uh, my tire is flat. He reached down to his front tire and squeezed it, then said, Why, do you need something? I just looked at him and said, Well, you've been staring at us like you need something, and pulled out my phone and started filming him. He saw me filming and got pretty hostile with us, just saying ugly things, then rode away yelling, to us. I wish you were dead. Well, while all this is going on, my sister caught sight of the creek where we scattered my friend's ashes. As this confrontation was going on, the creek began rapid rippling. Sorry, Donna, if you're reading. (laughs) (laughs) And I fucked it up. Rapidly rippling. Right where my friend's ashes were poured. No wind. The trees weren't moving, and neither was the creek anywhere else but that one spot. My friend, Ashley, was also into true crime and the cautious type and would totally have our back in this type of situation. The water continued rippling angrily until this dude was completely out of sight. So crazy. I totally felt her there with us that day. The water also rippled in that same spot when we sang her happy birthday and poured a shot of whiskey in the creek. Also, when we were leaving, I snapped a picture of the bridge and captured something amazing. I was told by a fellow creepster that's a medium. I photographed and was visited by the angel Metatron. I shared it in the Facebook group. That's my creeper, true crimey, paranormal story. I actually had written a story for you guys back in 2018 when y'all first started asking for sinister sightings, but never shared it. This past event just inspired me to write in, but I'll share my other story with y'all soon. Oh, and to my Dallas, Texas Creepsters, I'll start a Dallas Beautiful Creepsters group. Please feel free to join. I would love to do fun group events once this COVID craziness is over. Oh my God, that would be awesome. Love y'all. Creep it real, Val. P.S. 
if y'all would like to check out our podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Barely Adulting Show. We were just a baby podcast before Ashley passed, so there are only six episodes. But I would like to eventually start the show up again with myself and a guest as a co-host on every episode. And maybe find a permanent co-host eventually. IDK, here's hoping. Oh my gosh. Well, I will definitely check you out. I feel like Donna can relate to that a lot. Like how you were with the podcasts after Ashley's death. Donna was with TV after her mom's death. Mm-hmm. I mean, you like couldn't couldn't watch TV for yeah. a while because that was y'all's thing. And there are still shows that you don't watch, right? Yeah. Because that was y'all's shows. Yeah. Even football. Football, yeah. You y'all used to watch Saints all the time mm-hmm. and stuff. And yeah, I don't watch it anymore. Wow, and you were like an OG Val. Holy shit. You were gonna write back in 2018? That's like when we started. Right. I know. <laughs> Send that in, girl. I'm very sorry about your friend, though. Yes. But so cool that you had those amazing signs from her. Yes. And thanks for looking out for me. (laughs) And I still fucked it up. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Last one. Sinister Sightings. The Hat Man and One Pissed Off Extra Large Pizza. Hey, ladies. I absolutely love your podcast. It gets me through my hellish commute to and from work every day. I've had this email sitting in my draft box for approximately five months now and figured no time like the present to actually submit it. So here it is. Also, can I just say that is so like synchronicity again that Val had written one, like was going to write in 2018 Obviously, it wasn't only five months ago, but like this person had one sitting in the drafts too. I'm just saying. I will preface this by saying I've grown up with shadow people my whole life and I've experienced multiple paranormal happenings. These things don't typically bother me as I've grown accustomed to them. I'm originally from New Jersey, but I currently live in North Carolina. I usually travel back home for the holidays with my son. This time, my best friend, we'll call her E for privacy, decided to fly down to North Carolina and drive back home with me so I wouldn't have to drive alone. I worked until 5 p.m. the day we were leaving, so I picked her up from the airport after work, stopped to pick my toddler son and dog up from my house, and got on the road. I made this drive so many times with and without people, as well as other long cross-country drives, so it doesn't bother me to just up and go after working eight hours. We had made it to West Virginia around midnight after hitting some bad weather through the mountains along the way. I was a little tired and don't let my friend drive my car because she's an awful driver, so I decided to pull into a rest area off of I-80. I figured I could get an hour or so rest while my son was sleeping and get right back on the road. So I park and put my seat down to get comfortable before trying to drift off when my dog starts growling. My dog is a super sweet 55-pound rescue who I have never heard growl up until that point. She is super protective of my son and I. Naturally, being tired, I told her to shut up. She did not listen to me. After about 20 minutes of her low growling, I decided, fuck it. No one obviously wants me to sleep, so I'll get out and have a cigarette before I start driving again. 
E and I get out of the car to smoke when I see something standing beside a tree. Now, I'm a self-described meatball at only 5'3". So with my hand on my hip, having a cigarette, I ask E, do you see him? She walked on my side of the car and looked towards the tree and said, yeah, don't look at it, while proceeding to put her cigarette out and get back in the car. I naturally stayed in my hand on my hip position, finishing my cigarette, looking at what looked like a shadow version of an old undertaker. You know, the wrestler when he wore the hat and trench coat. And I'm pissed the fuck off because this motherfucker wouldn't let me sleep. He never moved from where he was standing. I hadn't ever seen a shadow person like that up until this point, so it didn't really click until we got back in the car and left. That's what my dog was growling at. I was speaking to someone else about the incident a year later who told me they also saw him in the Midwest off an interstate. I never felt scared or threatened by him, just pissed off he wouldn't let me sleep. I've had many paranormal encounters from haunted roads to an old abandoned house my friends and I used to go to where I saw a little ghost girl that I'll send in later since this is already a mini novella. Feel free to use my name in this as well. Everyone knows me, knows I'm spooky. I hope you ladies enjoyed this story and creep it real. Love, Brianne. See, I would not have thought, oh, that's a hat man. I would have said, that's a human. (laughs) (laughs) And that would have scared the fuckity fucking shit out of me. Right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Like, I'd have been like, get the fuck up out of here. Like, not do you see him. I'd have been like... I, would, I wouldn't have said, do you see him? I would have said, get the fuck in the car right now. We're going. Yeah. I would have said, don't look. Donna, don't fucking look. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to. Mm-hmm. But if you turn around, we may die. So don't fucking look. <laughs> yeah. But then you get your ass in the car right now. Yes, that's exactly what she would say. Tone and everything. No joke, just like that. Yes. <laughs> I would say, no. You know what I would say? I would say, Donna, look at me. I need you to look at me. Don't stop looking at me. There's someone. Stop. Don't stop looking at me. Look at me. There's someone behind. Stop. Look at me. There's someone behind us. Look at me. There's somebody behind us. Get in the car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It would go one of the two ways. Yep. It would depend on how focused she is at that point. Yeah. Is she scared or is she curious? If she's scared, the first way. If she's curious, the second way. Yeah. You know me too well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. I don't like that at all. Well, I'm glad that your dog was there too. right? Yeah. But if he's just watching though, I mean, would he have done anything? Like, what's he for? What's he do? What's he... I don't know. That may... Literally, I, I have like warm chills all over my body right now like in like a bat like 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 the my stomach feels like it came up my throat and then came back down and then I have like those warm chills on my body yeah like it's I don't I don't like this conversation Ooh. you know what I mean oh yeah, yeah. don't fuck with their sleep <laughs> no I don't like this Ooh, I don't want to know anymore actually <laughs> Thank you, Brianne, and send in those other stories. Yes, y'all killed it with these stories this week. Keep sending them in. Thank y'all so much for, well, one, all the kind words, but two, y'all just get us 
Y'all really do. Thank and you. Y'all remember things about us, things that have come up in episodes that, I mean, we know, I mean, y'all sent these and we're towards the end of July at this point. Mm-hmm. So if you're wondering why we hadn't gotten to your sinister sightings, because you know we read them all. If you've sent one in before the end of July 2020 and we haven't read it yet, well, we didn't get it. Mm-hmm. But that kind of tells you timeline where we are. So I don't know. It's just so cool like that y'all remember stuff. I don't know. It just makes us feel so special. So It really does. Thank y'all so much for all the love and support and listening. We, I mean, I don't know. It's so much fun. And I don't know. It's so cool. Yeah. So thank y'all so freaking much. Keep sending in the stories, aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. And remember, Nicole, she doesn't believe you about the men in black. Creep it real. And don't get scared. Bye. <laughs>